Yeah, that's the way to introduce Community Connect that uh, I thought was rather novel. And we did jump in a little bit before 11 o'clock to get that track on, but anyway, it's now 11 o'clock and you are on OCRFM 98.3 and 88.7 FM along the coast where we are also streaming live at ocrfm.org.au. And that is a good morning to Edwina on Community Connect. How are you? Good morning, Greg. Good morning, listeners. It's warming up in here, isn't it? I'm very well, and it's hot in here. It's hot in here. So we've got to keep the door open. There's a bit of activity going on outside, and so hopefully we don't get too much coming through live. But if we do, it's the way we are. Look, I'd like to pay respect to and acknowledge the Gulagin people who are the custodians of the land we're on today, as well as the Gadabanud who are along the coast. I'd also like to pay my respects to their elders past, present and the future. And I've got to let you know that that track, if you didn't know, was Ian Jury and the Blockheads and it was called I Want to Be Straight. And that really sets the, the tone for what we're going to be talking about today. And we're going to be talking about alcohol and other drug issues, but it's going to be with a mob called Stepping Up Consortium or the Stepping Up Consortium. And it really is an apt name to step up if you want to get straight. But you've got to realise you're bent first, I suppose. So before you can do that, we need to talk with people about it. So we're going to be talking. We've got Sharon Hocking in here, and she's from the Bowen Alcohol and Other Drug. She's a Bowen and Alcohol Drug Coordinator with the Stepping Up Consortium. Good morning, Sharon. Good How morning, are you? Greg. Well, thank you. How are you? You are well, are you? Yes, thank you. You suffered the heat too on the way down, and it's getting warmer well, out it's there. It's getting isn't warmer, it? but it was all right on the way up. It was in the way. Now, you came flying past the studios, gave me a quick phone call and said, I'm going to bring in a person with me. That's right. So who did you decide to bring in with you? So Rachel Turnbull, who's our counsellor clinician at Colac, based in Colac. And good morning, Rachel. How are you? Good morning, Greg. I'm well, thank you. How are you? All right. Get warming up, as we all are. Definitely. Everyone out there, keep your fluids up. We've got thank you very much to the Futures Cafe. Yes, uh, I've got a cold bottle of water. We've all got our waters here. Yeah. And they're great because there's no water in this building, so they very happily fill up Greg's drink bottle with lovely cold water. Which I thank, thank, f- thank them very much for. All right, now we're down to business, stepping up. What is Stepping Up Corp Consortium, please, Sharon? Certainly, Greg. So Stepping Up Consortium, we consist of um, three not-for-profit agencies, which is Odyssey House Victoria, Task Force and Youth Projects, and we came together as the consortium Stepping Up in 2008. Okay, now, Odyssey House being part of it, that works only with people who are going abstinent. Is that correct? That's right. Okay, so now do we talk? Are we going to be talking abstinence today? Are we no. going to be talking no. reduction, or how are we going to be talking Harm about reduction, this? reduction, relapse prevention, abstinence. The whole lot. The whole lot. They're all different methods of how you can get organised, but the That's first right. thing you've got to do yeah. is start and realise. Start somewhere. Now, we've been doing a similar program as this in Geelong, and whenever we do AOD, I usually come out with a quote that denial is not a river in Egypt. That's correct. Yeah, that's one that is known in the, in the traps. Yes, for everyone, is, yeah. and it's one of the catch cries of people in AA, I think, isn't it? Yes, certainly. NA as well, just mainly AA, yeah. I think. Yes, but that's a good one, isn't it? And there was denial a big problem. Um, I think it plays a role, definitely. But I think people certainly get to a point where they realise it's probably not beneficial. But it does play a role, and sometimes it actually feeds a purpose for people. 
sometimes if they sit within denial, it's not um, facing the real issues. And you nodded furiously, Rachel, when you when I said it, because you'd heard that quoted before. You think it's a funny one? Yes, I have heard it before, but um, yeah, I like that one. Is it a problem that you see? It is at some point for some people, but I think people have hope in there as well somewhere. Yeah. And you're locally organised here for that, so you, you, you're able to see it in the streets as a local person. You probably see that there's denial going on when you see someone coming flopping out of the pub and they, they're not stepping up to the plate. And that's, so it's an apt sort of... That's right, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I think, as I said, I think that it for some people it... It's something they're very aware of it, and we know that um, shame and denial is associated with substance use, and it's getting past that and understanding mm. that um, you know there's a reason, and that um, by sitting in denial, it's it also somehow suppresses the shame mm. because if they're able to you know use not necessarily exclusive um, excuses and blame but if they're able to give reasons why they're doing what they're doing it's getting to the bottom of that and not not associating the shame there's no shame associated with it it's it's something they do to either self-medicate or you know I don't think I've ever met somebody that's in deep addiction that likes it well you have to kind of talk and think about who actually takes drugs That's right. and why do they take drugs. Yeah. I mean, people take recreational drugs. That's right. And not just kids, it's professional people. Absolutely. And drugs don't discriminate no. and I think that's the most important thing. It doesn't discriminate. Mm. And that, that's a big thing with you, Ed, is that you, you're always on about why are people doing it? Well, some people just do it for recreation some people go to the pictures because they like going to the pictures some people drop a pill yeah but so is it not actually an addiction so do you get that so do you, how do you get that you, you're not really the people that, that work that out though are you stepping up you're the you're part of the group you're the consortium you're a sort of a contact point a, a lead in aren't you so we provide um, counseling we provide care recovery coordination which is um, a service that uh, is like an outreach service so people linking into GPs doctors um, many different things so that they, they're an outreach it's an outreach model if you like so we come up to Colac we have uh, three people on our care recovery coordination team but it's called CRC so they might you know somebody that's um, been using for some time or not necessarily but they might have lost their job they might you know have no longer have housing things like that they'll start to support them in linking those services together um, we have the family reunification workers which work with any families that are on reunification orders with child protection our worker comes up here once a fortnight we have overdose prevention so the um, the role of that that program is people that are coming out of detoxes, people that have, you know, somebody that might use on a Saturday night and be put into hospital and then, you know, they're um, discharged on Monday morning. So they could, you know, some people that are at risk of overdose and in particular people that are discharged from prisons, um, somebody that hasn't used for a while, 
You know, there might be somebody that hasn't used for six months and they're aware that they're going to be vulnerable at some point in time. They, they will be linked with the overdose prevention team, which is what the word is, they're preventing the overdose. So education around that, um, just linking with services, different things like that. We have non-residential withdrawal nurses, our Windana nurses. They come up to Geelong, uh, up from Geelong to Colac, and that's at-home withdrawal. So that's somebody that they must have uh, a person home with them, but the nurses will link with the GPs, and it's a um, supervised at-home withdrawal so they don't necessarily have to go into a detox unit. But what they do is there's a criteria, of course, you know, mm. due to client welfare. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. The withdrawal itself, you, um, I, there was a track that I thought I might put on of um, John Lennon's, where he goes through hell going cold turkey. Yes. Now, yeah. when you talk about withdrawal, you're, you're getting people to supervise that's right. In also linked with their GP, so it's it's um, the nurses work alongside the client's GP to make sure that that's happening okay. But why does it need a GP? Why can't you just do it, it yourself? C- no, because um, so for instance, alcohol withdrawal is the most dangerous withdrawal, and sometimes um, that's underestimated. It's the most dangerous withdrawal, has the most fatalities. I've heard of that. Yeah, and a lot of people think that, um, you know, they're drinking and they think, oh, it's okay, I, I won't, I'll be fine, I'll just stop. Because it's, a, you know, it's alcohol. People think you can buy it anywhere. So people don't see it as a drug. So what do they actually do? How do they help people withdraw? So they support them. It can be a medicated withdrawal, which is uh, like on a reducing regime uh, with diazepam, um, commonly known as Valium. Yeah, and so that'll be a reducing regime. So they might start on a certain milligram, but it is in line with the GP. So um, if there is any questions or clients would like a referral to that program, I can link them with the nurses that do that because they're best to answer those med- that medical model. Um, around that so sometimes they have to um, advise clients that they're not eligible for it it could be to do with um, the amount that they're using or it could be definitely to do with not having someone home so there has to be you know you have to have so somebody that lives alone it's not appropriate for them Um, so yeah it's it's a good program and we have of course our counsellors okay so you 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 get hold of a client. Well how, well, how does a client get hold of you? They ring up and they say, hey, you know, I'm in the poo. I need to, yeah, I need to get sorted out. Yeah, absolutely. So um, there's two ways. So what they're the intake provider. So the way the region works is we have the intake providers and assessment and uh, assessment providers. So the intake provider is Barwon Health and their number is 1300 763 254 they're in 13 Dennis Street Colac and you can ring them and request you just request a referral to stepping up for counselling or anything you like you know as, as in you know it could be CRC or family reunification it could be non-resi withdrawal um, but also um, they would be linked then They'll have an, what's called an intake tool conducted with Barwon Health and then Barwon Health send that to us and our counsellor, uh, Rachel, conducts as quite a significant comprehensive assessment. So then you come into the act there, Rachel, you do an assessment of the person, but how do you believe a person who's not quite right? Um, or do you have to work that out yourself? It's everyone's right. So it's going through the assessment and then working out where they need help the most and then 
tailoring whether they need counselling or CRC, (coughs) what's the most appropriate service for them at the time. And that's worked out. Then we'll get in contact with the client and set up their appointments from there. Somebody could come to um, Rachel, Greg, and say, oh, look, I'd like to... um, I need to I need to have counselling. So, you know, I've been to my doctor and he's told me that I need to have drug and alcohol counselling. Mm-hmm. And from the, um, from the assessment, that's where Rachel will ascertain the best possible treatment for that person. So Rachel might do the assessment and then suggest a detox first and then into counselling. So um, it's, a, it's a really good tool, the assessment, because it's quite significant and it gives us the history. It gives us a, you know, a, a caption of the, cl- the client's life and um, their substance issue. Do they tell you how much they drink, really? Do you? Oh, look, we we hope they do. We look, we hope they do. We don't discriminate either. We see people; Mm. it's fine, it's okay. Because there's if somebody's not going to disclose the correct amount, our thinking is there's a reason they're not doing that, and that's okay. That's Mm. okay. It's fine. It'll all come out in the long run. It'll all come out, and and I think it's about building the rapport. Mm. You know, we we have to respect that. These people, like, like anybody, is sitting down telling their, their life to us. You know, you've got to build the rapport first. Yeah. I agree. And I think if someone, it's a huge step. Absolutely to take, it is. And if someone takes that yep. step, well, that's they're exactly asking right. for help. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. That's they're what we're ready. here for. That's yep. right. Mm. And even during um, a session, so we have you know, what's called a standard session of counselling and um, that's four sessions. Mm. So Rachel might be working with somebody um, and by the second or third session think, do they need more sessions? So she'll just extend that. Yes. And also, as I say, she, you know, Rachel might recommend or somebody during that time might say, look, I really think I'd like to go to a rehab. I'd like to go somewhere for a good session six months or you know whatever whatever needs be it's all very individual so you know generally what we start with isn't always what we end up with because Mm. after you know engagement with the clients is where we sort of work out where to from here for them yeah and now we're talking about alcohol is that the main presentation we have in terms of the we know that cigarettes are the biggest killer with the related diseases and Mm. that to smoking yeah but then alcohol is next, and is that the main presentation we're looking at here locally as well? Locally, that's what I find. Alcohol is one of the main ones, and um, there's but there's always a lot of different drugs. So mm. it can be prescription drugs or that are not being taken correctly. Correctly, yeah. and ice is a big issue as well. Sure. Yeah, and there's definitely a um, an increase in alcohol use um, that we've seen in Geelong, in particular, and um, I guess too over time in women, you know, women using alcohol. So, one of the things definitely that I've seen through my staff is that um, it, they'll start might be. Um, someone like myself, for instance, you know, I've got a five-day-a-week job and I'll be going home each night having one or two glasses of wine. Six months down the track, I find I'm having a bottle. Twelve months down the track, I'm having two bottles and it becomes an issue. So there's there's definitely, um, I've seen an increase in that, you know. Yes. In, so alcohol, alcohol 
appears to have always been one of the highest. Mm. But I think because the very, you know, because it is alcohol, people don't identify it as a problem. And it's very common, isn't it, when you hear people saying, well, you know, this person uses drugs, but that w- they don't necessarily judge somebody that's going in and buying two bottles of wine every night. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah. Accessible. Mm. Yeah, legalized drugs, That's, and yeah. and that that brings to mind who who does and why do they drink alcohol and take drugs? Yeah, who does right. it and why do they do it? Yeah, well, look, I think there's very different reasons. I think we developmentally adolescents, um, and there's that percentage of adolescents that you know they'll get to 24, 25, they're no longer doing it, and you know they'll still have the friend that's still doing it. There's definitely people that take it up for different reasons. There's some people that have never really drank, and they might ha- you know they might have a trauma in their life. They might have a car accident and they're home with a back injury. You know, and there's many many different reasons that people will take up using substances and there's many many different reasons that people don't uh, you know that do or don't continue and I think that one of the you know trauma is something that's quite significant with yes. people using and self-medication mm. you know people are self-medicating for for many reasons yes. they're self, you know yes. loneliness yes. boredom there's a lot of different reasons and is it only the addictions such as or the the physical addictions you take on things like um, gambling and all the rest of it or is it you do yeah well I, I don't like to necessarily comment on that in particular Greg but what I do find is I guess it comes with the um, the atmosphere you know it come there they might be at the hotel the the pokies are there so they can oh, do okay. the, you know that that sort of thing yeah d- okay. there, there can definitely be a connection the other thing of course is your environment yes you know yes. and we know that with young people it's around the environment isn't it you know to who they're hanging out with who they will you know who they're with and it um, I guess not necessarily validation if you like but you know if you're getting up in the morning and you're drinking at eight o'clock in the morning and so is your buddy you're almost validating it for each other yes. but if somebody's coming and knocking on your door and saying what are you doing it's eight o'clock in the morning so we find that people tend to navigate towards their own you know not their own i don't like to put it that way but you know not validation i guess but almost that it's okay to do it it's okay so it's just thinking outside the box it's giving people another option to start to think is what we do see a lot of times is people have lost they've lost the joy yes they've lost their connections connections, um the connections with society or just their hobbies you know a lot of people uh, the the counsellors will talk to people about what do you like to do that's right you know and and sometimes it takes people a moment to remember what actually what do they like to do what is something that they do enjoy doing and it's getting back to those things that make you feel nice people you know usually with substance use it's filling a void so mm. for us it's about finding what's the void what is the void? and digging into that right, because yeah. until that's dealt with they'll continue to yes, fill the void yeah. that way right you gave the number one three hundred seven six three two five four that's correct and now that's any time of the day or night or yes well probably best between nine and five and that ask for the stepping up. So that's a Barwon Health access team. So that's yep. they will conduct the intake tool. So how you could um, compare that is it's a referral. So that's yes. the referral then to us. Okay. Yes. All right. So I suppose that's what we want to do now. Before the program, we were talking about the music. 
I was going to play because you didn't bring any, so you're sort of leaving it up to me anyway. That's right. Because I've just thought of another one, that because uh, I've, I talked about Hold On, which is Wilson Phillips, and the reason that I was picking that is because of the, of the Wilsons and the Phillips mob who comprised the Beach Boys, who were awfully messy, they even associated with Charlie Manson. So that was a pretty ordinary sort of drug and alcohol existence they had and the yes. children were brought up in the same way but you, you, the, the Eagles Joe Walsh yes now Edwina's heard this song before have you heard Joe Walsh with his one day at a time yes I think I have with the pretty have you it have you, have you it's a good a, a, I think we've played it once on air already here have we I'm not sure I'm going to play it again okay. anyway because Thank what you. it is is we're wanting people to step up to the plate which yes. is what we're doing we're talking about that with Sharon and Rachel and Edwina, and it's stepping up to the plate a bit, you know, well, if you need to get a hand in, get straight, and we've done that song, and Absolutely. then you're really going to have to go with it one day at a time sort of thing, and so this is a track that we're going to have a listen to, which is by Joe Walsh, where you're here on OCR FM 98.3 in Colac, and 88.7 FM along the coast on Community Connect with Edwina and Greg. We are streaming live at all the WZOCRFM.org.au and it is now 21 minutes past the hour and it's getting very warm and sticky in here so we're going to have a drink of water while we listen to this track of Joe Walsh. Yeah, Joe Walsh and um, that's the Eagles and One Day at a Time. It's a song that he first aired here in Melbourne. We're in Melbourne, here in Melbourne. We're not in Melbourne, we're in Colac on, on OCRFM 98. Point three and eighty-eight point seven FM along the coast on Community Connect with Edwina and Greg McHenry, and yeah, that's a great track. And living one day at a time is what I think a lot of people have to do once they start into recovery, which is what we're talking about with stepping up today with Sharon and Rachel. But when, to step up to the plate, Rachel, we've given a call. Now, one thing we haven't done yet is because there is a local number here that is five double two six eight six nine eight. That's five double two six eight six nine eight. Now, is that going to get you direct here in Colac? No. Uh, we'll go through to Sharon. Go to Sharon. That's right. Yeah. So um, we're we're in we're based in partnership with um, Barwon Child Youth and Families in Twenty Five Gordon Avenue in Geelong West, and we uh, so we have co-locations of Colac and Corio. So my office is in Geelong West, and if anybody has anything they need to ask, just any inquiries, if they're not sure, just give me a ring and ask. Or just ring that number and just ask reception to be put through to Sharon Hocking, and I'll answer any questions for them, and then direct them Rachel's way if needs be. Okay, so I've been directed. I've rung up and I've said, I'm really, I need help, Rachel. Where am I going to go from here? I've been on the grog, and I've been smoking a bit of ganja. So how, how do I go? What are you going to do? So the process what I can do is um, you can either ring the access team and get that referral over to me if you're not able to do that I can set up a time to go through an intake with you as well and from there we'll make an appointment for a comprehensive assessment so in that assessment it's figuring out what you need um, what's most important at the moment so whether you if it's for alcohol for example do you just need to reduce for a while is your goal to get into detox then rehab or do you 
we can look at all your options, what suits you best, and then go from there. And we can provide counselling support through your journey as well. So um, support until you go to detox if that's where you're going and afterwards as well. Yeah, but I'm, do, I'm from here locally and I don't really want everyone to know about it. Yep. So how, how am I going to, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be sort of people looking at me going, oh, he's gone into, he's going into detox and all that. And, you know, what's wrong with him? Well, because, you know, it's a small town we're living in. Of course it is, yes. And that's, um, first of all, there's confidentiality. Mm. So um, you are, your information is kept confidential. And also we're located at the community hub. So that's a building that's not specifically for drug and alcohol. And the person coming there could be there for any number of reasons. No, right, because, yeah, it's a small town and I'm being, all my mates know that I enjoy a quiet one. Well, I don't know how I'm going to go hanging around them either, do I? And that's some of the things we can talk about. So we can learn different ways of how you can manage um, when you become abstinent, how you can manage to reduce, stop um, your substance use altogether. And one of the really important things, I think, is linking in with um, having that social support so maybe it's getting new social supports I think Greg too one thing that's really important in the process is identifying your triggers and sometimes um, people aren't aware of their triggers before you know they mightn't be aware of them until they're highlighted and discussed and then they're able to identify it and work with it like anything unless we know we can't really do, you know, we can't work with it. So Rachel will work with someone and talk about, you know, places, people, things, which are triggers. Yes. And and then there's a process, you know, around if this person is a trigger. Yes. You know, what are you going to do when Fred comes over next? Because Fred drinks with you all the time and brings free alcohol or drugs, right? So Fred might be bringing drugs with him every time he visits. Fred might mean, well, how are you going to manage that when he turns up next on your doorstep? Because as we know, relapse prevention is the very word reversed. It's preventing a relapse. It's prevention of anything. So when people are aware of it, they can work with it and they they can put in place a strategy to deal with that. And that's what very often they'll talk to Rachel about in counselling. They'll work on those those strategies that they yeah. implement in their life just daily. It is one day at a time. It is fine. And it's fine to go back to Rachel and say, I lapsed. Because it's really important that a lapse is just a short period of time. Yes. A relapse is back to the old behaviours. Yes, yes. But isn't that going to happen? I mean, I've absolutely, heard, it's going to happen. And it will happen more than once. A lapse, yeah, absolutely, and very often mm. a relapse. But of course, it does. That's part of the journey. Uh, what we identify with clients is the fact it's not. It's about the positives. So somebody mightn't use for a week. Rachel will talk to them about, you know, and they might come in and see Rachel and say, oh, look, I'm no good, I've used again, I had five Mm -hmm. days where I didn't. Rachel will highlight the fact that they didn't use for five days. That's right, there's no shame. No shame at all. And what did they do while they weren't using? Yeah. How How did they feel? What did they do to not, you know, what was helping them? What were the strategies they implemented? That's what we work on. Yes, yes. And you've also got the... 
and the other side of the person is that they're generally going to have family, whether it be mother, father, brother, sisters, and all that sort of thing. So how do you handle the impact that it's going on with there? Is that how it, do you guys deal with that as well? Oh, cert- they can most certainly come in. It's it, it always up to the um, the individual themselves mm. what they would like. Um, we do link with um, you know services that are family services. Uh, it depends really, Greg, on what they would like. Mm. You know, sometimes people like to come in just on their own for a while Comfort and just work zone. on that. Yeah, yeah just zone. work on that. Yeah. And and will people see you along the journey or they see Rachel and then that's it? Or no, not necessarily. Is that a, well, it, again, it's individual. So, yeah. you know, some, yeah. some people might come for 15 counselling sessions yes, yeah. and they're fine. And, yeah. the, and you know they've worked on their goals they've worked we have what we call an individual treatment plan which is really uh, goal planning mm. and they might have achieved those goals you know sometimes people might say oh I need to come for 10 counselling sessions and they might get to six and say I feel really good now and but people are always welcome to come back always so it's very common that somebody might ring back uh, six months later and say look I'm doing well but I'd just like to come back for a few more counselling sessions just to keep the momentum going, just right. to, you know, to t- um, sort of touch up on some skills and strategies and things like that. Apart from that, if um, Rachel is seeing somebody in counselling and then they um, disclose that they'd actually like to go to detox and then to a rehab for a while, then um, Rachel will facilitate that taking place mm. until they're in the detox and in the rehab and then they can most certainly uh, something that we have found is very beneficial coming out of rehab to have some counseling sessions yes yeah instead of just coming home and you're back and what now now? that's right so yeah just compliments that it would be very scary yeah but whereabouts are these detoxes though do the people have to you have to go away somewhere or is it it locally and how dear is it no 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 so there's definitely um private um organizations but um warrnambool geelong melbourne there's there's quite a few different detoxes around um and it again depends on where somebody wants to go so again that's some people uh, choose to go to a closer detox or some will choose to go up to Melbourne. It really just depends and they're the options that Rachel explores with people. So Rachel will provide the information of where the organisations are and then facilitate that taking place. Some people just do a detox, Greg. Some people just want to go uh, and have a break for two two weeks. But is just that, to have a break. But is that then what do they do? They've saved money not drinking for two weeks, and then do they just get back on it or what? Well, I don't know. You, again, it's individual. Some it depends on the person at that point in time. It depends yeah. on the. Um, it depends on what they're using. It depends on how often they're using. Yes. It really does depend. And and sometimes, well, very often we see people that become almost desperate. So they'll contact us and say, I need to get into a detox now. Mm. And then we'll explain that there is, again, a process. So part of that process is the assessment document, yeah. the referral, because there are wait lists. Yeah. Um, it's, it's all of that. But I think the important thing for people to remember is once they start the process, Mm. they've started it it's okay they're not just talking about it anymore once they come to Rachel and say I need help that's the biggest step of all 
Putting your hand up. Putting your hand up is the biggest step of all. And now, do you advocate going to you guys direct or should you go via your GP? You should talk to your GP oh, anyway. Either or, you? absolutely. It's either or. So we um, we don't have a fee, so we're a free service for all of our programs. It's a free service. Um, but it's absolutely individual. We, we get referrals from psychologists, GPs, uh, generalised counsellors. You know, somebody might be seeing a counsellor in the community, and then somebody discloses the the amount of the or their use. So we get self referrals, family referrals, many many different referrals. So it can be. What about um, you'd get justice referrals too? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Yes, we do. Yeah. yeah, we work very closely with um, community corrections in Geelong. And right. so, sorry. Ed. And so then it's ongoing, the support that you have, it's not just a matter of, this is what I don't quite understand, you get sober for a week or for two weeks or something rather and then you go back out and play up again or is there, do you give ongoing support for those as well? Yes, yes, we, we, well we certainly do and that's part of the linking with other, whether it be other services or other connections in the community. Or, or, you know, sometimes people don't like necessarily connect, connecting. It's just working with the counsellor mm. on where to from here. You know, what? so they're most definitely not just left and closed by the service. It's That's actually what the counselling is with Rachel. That's what okay. our, our counsellors do in Geelong, Colac and Corio. That's what they do. It's the counselling sessions to work out where to from here. And if they're working with them and something's not happening, it's about having that conversation. Why is it not working? Now, but why come to you? What, what got you into the industry that you're so interested in it that you'd be... Yeah, why, why would you be in AOD, alcohol and other drugs? Because it's it's a very, as a counsellor, it's a very rewarding role for me to see people who um, have a, only a little bit of hope or have lost hope and to be able to see them, to see the potential and to help them in those little steps along their way to get to where they need to be is, mm. I couldn't think of a better job. That's right. Good on you. It's, it's the most rewarding thing in the world to see somebody doing well. I don't want to know ages, but how long have you been in the in the business? Because it's a, it'd be a hard one. Uh, for me, it's 17 years. So I started as a youth worker and um, sort of noted very quickly that there was also substance use and mental health associated mm-hmm. within the youth community 17 years ago. And so I went on to do further studies. But I no longer see clients myself. But I did very much enjoy working with clients, and I do with my team in terms of hearing the stories. It's fantastic. That's great. Yeah. And so, how long have you been in Rachel? I'm still a little bit new, so a few years now. I went nursing first, and then um, did some community work as well, and um, found that this is the area that I I really want to spend my working life in <laughs> okay so look, if you want to put your hand up and step up you've got um, good people you've got yeah, you've got experience there that we can we can rely upon yes certainly I'm going to play with another piece of equipment here that I haven't used before I'm going to use a different whatever and put on a, a track by a fella Joe Cocker who made messes of himself all over the world yeah. way back in the 70s that's right. And <laughs> somehow or other managed it through the 80s and then got sober and everything else through the 90s. And I think he lived until a couple of years ago now, isn't it, Edwina? Oh, 
Not sure. Kevin, we were lucky enough to see him in uh, in Geelong when he came out here a couple of years, three, five, six, seven years ago. I'm going to put on, so it, it's a track, it's off his album Hard Knocks. And he really went through a lot to get to where he did this album. And uh, yeah, he's one who put his hand up, as Joe Walsh did. And a lot of others have done that. And you can do that too. Now, what are the numbers we're going to do? We'll, we'll give out one number before we go to where people need to have their pens and papers when they're listening to us. So the referral number that you want to give out first, or give so out again, please? Certainly, one three hundred seven six three two five four, and just request a referral to Stepping Up for counselling. And that's Sharon Hocking, who's a coordinator of Stepping Up. That's right. And also um, the landline for myself in Geelong is 522 We'll publish those when we put this up as a podcast. And, yeah, you're on 98.3 FM Colac and District and around about 88.7 FM along the coast on Community Connect with Greg and Edwina McHenry, where we're also streaming live at ocrfm.org.au. Well, with a little bit of technical difficulty, we finally got a track on, and that was Wilson Phillips and uh, Hold On for One More Day, which uh, sort of follows on the theme there of living one day at a time. With That's correct. With, uh, put yourself into recovery, which is that's mm-hmm. Sharon Hocking's job as a well, coordinator with Bowen Health AOD, alcohol and other drug people, with the Stepping Up Consortium, and next to her is Rachel Turnbull, who is a clinician and counsellor. Uh, yes. Here in Colac with Edwina McHenry who's sitting there with a big grin on her face as I, well. I, I just have all these thoughts and all these questions and I just wondered what age group do you have to be to That's right, so up? we're 16 and up. Oh, so we so don't what? have a... Well, it, it doesn't matter. Wow. So 16 and up. Yeah, We've had clients 65, any age <laughs> up, but okay, we start at 16. Not wanting to dob anyone in, but when we were talking with some youth from Youth Hub here a while back, the the um, there's a bit of drinking goes on under that age anyway. So, what do we do with younger young ones? Do so that's in the, at the Youth Hub. So they'll um, access that service via the Youth Hub in is it Connor Street? I think. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Oh dear, dear. Oh, that's naughty. Us. That is uh, that is really naughty, having your phone on in the studio. I apologise emphatically. That is a no-no. Oh, throw that away. Dear, dear, sorry about that, folks. That is my ringtone. It's a nice ringtone. <laughs> so, so we've got a little bit of Joe Cocker in there. I don't think we're going to get him on the other one. So, But yeah, sorry about that. Um, where were we? That really was a serious interruption. No, that's okay. So we're 16 and up. They're 16 and up, so the young ones are still able to be handled. So if mums and dads dads have got a concern there? In terms of our our age group No, in terms of the young ones. If mums and dads have got a concern with a young one. They would access via the Youth Hub. Via the Youth Hub, so. Okay, well, we've given that detail out before, and I'll dig the number up and I'll put that in on the blog as well. But But it's so... You can't force someone to do something that they're not ready to do. No, that's correct, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it's about the youth in the youth 
with the refer or sorry with referrals and all these people do the people have to tell their story over and over again or is it something where no they don't and i guess that's the beauty of so they'll go to barwon health for the intake tool or if needs be if somebody was to ring rachel and just say look i'm not sure where where i need to head to or i'm not sure um, i'm nervous rachel Mm. will rachel will follow up that with them that process and and very often we'll do that with them and then they meet Rachel for the comprehensive comprehensive assessment which is their story so that sits with Rachel yeah, that's yeah, they're not telling their story no the the intake tool that's used is probably and 30 minutes at the most would it be 20 or 30 minutes I guess it's address yeah. phone number what service they're wanting that's where it's documented that they've asked for counselling or they've asked for care recovery or Mm. they've asked for a detox that's where that's documented and then it gets sent to to ourselves and that's where then we disseminate where it's best to go within our organisation and that organisation it does cover the like if you need to go to Geelong what's going to happen there no, that's fine. That 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 will be. So if you if somebody needs to go to Geelong um, from Colac, that decision's usually made up to Rachel. Some Rachel might facilitate that. Or if Rachel's busy on the day that a person needs an admission to detox in Geelong, Rachel might ask one of our CRC workers to come and pick the person up to take them. So there's no real, there's no barrier that you guys can't no, sort of get around. Not. So no. there's no real barrier to putting your hand up for help if you need oh, it. Oh no, and we we say please don't feel there's a barrier because we will go as far as we can to to support people. You yeah. know, if somebody, as I said, if somebody's seeing Rachel and then they say, look, actually, I think I'd be better going to a detox instead of having just the counselling. Rachel facilitates that. And then when, they, when they're discharged from detox, they come back to counselling. Oh, that's way Yeah, good. it's whatever's right for the person. That's, what, that's the most important thing is whatever the person wants and whatever's right for the person. That's great. Right now, so that, that leaves it a bit open. Right? With people from the justice system, they're sort of doing it under direction, so you've not got a willing client there have you so how does that work I think that um, I'll let Rachel speak to this but I think that definitely um, when people come and they meet the counsellors they realise that it's just part of part of their order part of what they need to do and again it's individual it's just around however many sessions they they directed to have by corrections just doing having those sessions and and it being fine we're a really friendly bunch of people so, you know, we, we sort of facilitate what's best for the person. You know, if somebody's not engaging that well, um, the, the, the counsellors sort of work out what the person might like to, you know, what their hobbies are, what they like to talk about, things like that. It's, it's you know, we're definitely a friendly bunch, aren't we, Rachel? Yeah, Rachel definitely. sees people up here that have been ordered by corrections. Mm. Yep. And that... That is no difficulty, is it? Oh, absolutely yeah. not. No, not no, at no. all. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah, well, I've been having a bit of trouble here with the who I'm wanting to play, but I'm going to play one of these because this is another one where a whole bunch of people have got together and they were homeless. They're all uh, the choir. The, the, is it the uh, choir? choir hard knocks. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, you know, we have a choir in Geelong called Geelong Sings where people come from every walk of life to sing. Yep. It's an, which is a great way of getting it in there. Yeah. So 
in terms of when Eddie and I were talking about this, Edwina, Edwina, Eddie, we're talking about this and getting the music on. I wanted hard knocks from Joe Cocker, but something's not right with the CD, I'm sorry. Uh, but I'm wanting to play a, a choir of hard knocks one because Recklink or the voice of Recklink is uh, a mob of people who have got in recovery. They're not necessarily uh, all recovering from alcohol and other drugs. There are some who have got um, disability and whatever else. And it is great to see it. Some of them have even been marginalised because of their sexuality. Yes. And yeah. so it's a real get-together of people who are pushing themselves. And it's from 11 years ago, would you believe, this album? Mm. But they really were in the fore then, and I still think that it's a wonderful thing how they've all collectively got together to say, hey, we put our hands up and we're human. Mm. So I'm going to put on a track of theirs, and I'll tell you what it's called after we've listened to it. We're your own OCRFM community connect with Edwina and Greg, and we've got Sharon and Rachel in here, and it's getting pretty warm. On 98.3 FM and 88.7 FM along the coast. Yeah, they uh, choir hard knocks. They deserve that uh, that applause. And uh, I'm not uh, I'm not pretty enough. What it is is a stigma around it, and uh, people think it's the bloke in the brown paper bag down sitting in the gutter that's the the one who's got a problem with alcohol and other drugs. But we know that different in here in the room where we're on OCR FM 98.3 and 88.7 FM along the coast with Edwina and Greg. Community Connect and Sharon Hocking from Stepping Up Consortium with Rachel Turnbull, who is clinician and counsellor here in Colac. That's true, isn't it? The uh, people, the, the, the stigma of it all is that uh, people think that it's a down and out is the one that's got the problem, but that's not always the case, is it, Sharon? Not, not at all, absolutely. And to be honest, I think sometimes that's, that's a barrier for people. The yeah. stigma. That's sometimes what worries people wanting to obtain help. It worries them that, you know, once they open up, is this going to take them in another direction? Things like that. But it doesn't. It doesn't. And and we definitely, we don't discriminate at all. Mm-hmm. You know, we're a confidential service that um, embrace anybody that comes. Mm-hmm. And as I said before, if somebody comes to our service asking for a particular program and that's not for them, we'll certainly guide them in the right direction of where they need to be at that point in time okay well, we're going to give you a couple of numbers but before we do that i'll just remind people that alcoholics anonymous colac meets on a thursday about 7 30 at st andrews hall in hesse street is that how you pronounce it, it is hesse street isn't it yes. and they only pop in for an hour or thereabouts and you have a cup of tea you just it's don't fantastic you, you yeah. don't have to have a yarn or anything you can <laughs> sit there and just meet up with people that's right and I do know people go there just to get their licence back, but if you're just going there to get your licence back, at least you're doing something about it. Absolutely. Yeah, um, but, yeah, alcohol on AA, Thursday, 7.30 at St Andrews Hall. Uh, put your hand up that way is another way of doing it. Yeah. But you go to your GP. That's right. another one. You know there locally. Yes, yeah, your GP or self-referral. Families, friends can refer. Other services can refer to us. Whoever needs to. Whoever needs to. And so yeah. do you want to give those numbers out just one more time so as people can write them down? Here come, so comes the ju- numbers again. Yeah, 5226-8698 and just ask for myself, Sharon Hocking, and I'll guide you in the right direction. Or the intake provider for Barwon Health in 13 Dennis Street, which is 1300 Okay, well, we put those numbers up on the blog when we get the podcast done. Next week we're going to be chatting with Andrew Beale from RRRR TAG, which is Red Rock Regional Theatre and Gallery. 
uh, and he's got on now Penelope will have to excuse me until I meet her uh, Penelope's going to be on the phone and I think her surname's Bartlow B-A-R-T-L-A-U but I'm not sure on the pronunciation and she's an artistic director with Barking Spider Visual Theatre who are going to be part of the season at our, our, our tag that's wonderful. So that should be great to have a good yarn about mm. that. It'll be a bit of a different topic. It will be. <laughs> and they, when, when they have their events here, they have a responsible drink. Yes. And that sort of thing. And I suppose that's what we want people to do, be responsible yeah. in any drug you're using. That's right, yep. Certainly. And look after your mates too. Yes, most certainly. Right. Ed, thank you very much. We're going to find out what, how hot it is when we get out there. We sure are. And I do apologise again for having my it's phone fine. left turned on. It's been a pleasure. Okay. And thank I'm going to go out with an oldie but a goodie. And it's one that we hadn't mentioned, but it's what we want people to do. And it's by The Beatles. And I think once you hear it, you'll know exactly why I've put it on. It's been Greg and Edwina on Community Connect here on 98.3 FM Colac and District on 88.7 FM along the coast, where we have been streaming live at all the wsocrfm.org.au. And it's just on 12 o'clock and it's pretty warm out there, I guess. Cheers. <laughs>